Hey sister friend, it's Heather Georgell, your certified life and NLP practitioner. And I'm Cynthia Fields, your CBF, certified best friend and mother of three. And together, we want to make doing the inner work not not suck by talking about all things womanhood, motherhood, sex, and And everything everything in between. between. Are you ready? Let's talk. This is the Sex and Motherhood Podcast. We are so excited to be here with you today because me and Cynthia have been talking and we are starting a new series for the podcast called Let's Get Deep. That's where we're going to bring on couples of different backgrounds, different families, different cultures, and we're going to ask them some questions and really get to know how couples operate today and the advice that they give to themselves back then. So welcome to the podcast, Cynthia, our co-host, and her husband, Jordan. Hi. Jordan's feeling a little nervous, so, you know, say a little prayer in your heart that he'll be really good during this episode. I told yes, him he much had, appreciated. I told him he had to be extremely honest. We'll see. I'm just <laughs> These questions are not going to be something that creates... We're not going to walk out of here and like... You're not going to walk out of here angry. I'm not coming back or she's not coming back. The point (laughs) is is to create a safe atmosphere where, one, we can get your first reactions. Two, you might learn a little something about your partner. And three, really, what would be the things that you'd say to yourself back then that you've seen as you've evolved and that as you continue to evolve? Let's just start. Let's, I'm excited. Let's get deep, guys. Let's get deep. That's what she said. <laughs> of course, there's a that's what she Always. said. Always. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So let's start with Jordan. Jordan, what first attracted you to Cynthia? Cynthia does not care what other people think. <laughs> because I, myself, was very self-conscious and really cared what other people thought. So I needed somebody who was my better half in that aspect. That's good. All right. Top that, Cynthia. <laughs> well, Good luck. I'm just going to say that that was real sweet. Mine was definitely a physical attribution. <laughs> <laughs> because I saw Jordan before he ever saw me. We met at my sister's wedding and I watched him walk out of the temple. And I remember thinking, wow, he has such a cute smile because he has these dimples. And then I was I just like, have one dimple. okay, just the one, dimple. but <laughs> I was like, he's just so cute. Look at his smile. And he was all clean. Cause he was just walking out of the temple and he just looked just so handsome. Yeah. That's a good one too. So he's over here being all like, she doesn't care what people think. I was really attractive. And I'm all here. Like your smile, your physical body. Like, I mean, what can I say? <laughs> Let me objectify you. I don't think a lot of men would hate that no to be honest what's your guys's origin story would there be anything that you change about your origin story so you kind of heard just how how we met which was at her sister's wedding i served my mission with her sister's husband and so we were friends and then obviously he introduced me to his fiance his new wife my sister cynthia's sister and at the time i was living in provo utah And they got married in Seattle, Washington. So me and two of my friends drove up to Seattle because I was the MC at their wedding. So I could see that being really fun. (laughs) This was actually the second wedding that I MC'd that year. Why did you not make this a career path? Let's get to that later. (laughs) Um, uh, We were in the temple 
and come out and Cynthia was there in the waiting room. And I mean, I saw her. I didn't know she was Stephanie's sister till later that day at the reception. And so that's when we like kind of talked and... Our first conversation was about how my sister and her husband were late to their own reception because, you know, they were doing the deed and we were just all laughing. And then we had our first dance there. So I I will always remember because your parents always bring it up, how it was cute that I asked them if I could dance with their daughter. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like, can I dance with your daughter? Just because I, I liked your mom. Like, I knew your mom. Mm-hmm. And she's super cool. And so I kind of said it at first, like, jokingly. But then she's like, that was the cutest thing. And I was like, yeah, we're going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trying to joke or be, you know, corny. I was real. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and then I went back to North Carolina. And he went back to Provo. And we just talked for a few months. We went on our very, very first date in October of 2014. And I split my pants. She did. Like, I got in his car, and I heard the rip. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And I looked at him, and I said, I just split my pants. And he was like, okay. But then he continued to drive away instead of letting me go inside and change. I didn't even think about that. You just brought that up. (laughs) I didn't even think to let you go inside and change. I just didn't care. I was like, I mean, it's happened to me before. I mean, I didn't care. But at the same time, I was like, we're going to public places. That was the first time we dated. That was the first time we dated. We we went on a couple of dates over the next few months because he would drive up to Rexburg. And it was just long distance, so it wasn't working. Well, fast forward to 2015, the fall, when unbeknownst to me, he had a girlfriend. I had no idea he had a girlfriend, okay? I went to Arizona to visit my best friend from high school. He was only about 45 minutes away, so he would come and hang out. We would go swimming, and then him and I were driving back up to school. And halfway between Phoenix and Salt Lake City, he goes, hey, you know how I told you that I we were going to be picking up one of my friends in in Provo on our way up. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, it's actually my girlfriend. Oh, snap. And I looked at him. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. Have you seen pictures of her on social media? I was like, no, I thought it was just your friend's sister. And he goes, no, that's my girlfriend. We get back to school and he's dating this girl. We're hanging out every single day, okay? So then one night she messaged me. He looks over, sees that she's messaged me, snatches my phone out of my hand and responds in the coldest way possible. He was like, Jordan doesn't like surprise parties. Not a good idea, period. That's not me. And I was like, oh, great. She thinks I'm like this horrible, horrible human and I am trying to steal her boyfriend, which was half true. And <laughs> half true? I'm thinking I'm thinking it was more like 80% true. Probably. Oh, I'm thinking it's more 110%. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I wasn't trying to steal him. Things were just progressing naturally. She just happened to also be in the picture. <laughs> so then he he breaks up with her and we start dating. I still had some growing up to do, obviously. I mean, hello. Like, he listen was dating to that whole two story. girls at one time. Okay. And now you've been married for six years. Almost yeah. Six years. We dated a total of three times before we were finally like, That's true. I think we're going to get married. Some people say, I don't make the same mistake twice. You know, right. I only make the mistake once. But it sounds like you guys needed to make the mistake two to three times just to be sure that you wanted to be with each other. <laughs> third time's the charm. Third time's the charm because the third time we dated, I remember the, she was helping me unpack my stuff in my apartment. And 
one of my roommates is comes in and is like, oh, hi. You know, he introduces himself, asks me my name. I introduce myself. He goes, oh, is this your sister? I died. Awkward. She died. And then I said, no, this is my girlfriend. We hadn't had and this conversation. Yeah, Cynthia looks at me like, what? I'm your girlfriend? You didn't have the DTR? Do no. people still call it the DTR? Or is that just like a our generation thing? No, they still call it. DTR, define the relationship. We're right. too old to know. But We're too old to know. <laughs> <laughs> but I had I'd said that, like, this is my girlfriend. And then we get in the car and I was like, so labels now? Is this a thing? Like, I'm your girlfriend, you're my boyfriend. And I told, I, I was pretty... I was pretty honest. I was like, look, this is the third time we've dated. I'm not doing this if this isn't going to go somewhere. So when he said that, I was like, okay, I'm on board. Yeah, you jumped on board pretty quick. (laughs) Pretty fast. (laughs) When you know, you know. Yeah. What were your expectations for your partner prior to getting married? I tried to have no expectations because I didn't know what it was like to live with a person 24-7. I mean, obviously, like when I was on my mission, I had a companion that I was with all the time, but they weren't somebody that I was like romantically involved with. If he was mad, I would just take my clothes off. (laughs) I mean, his companions and his roommates, I pray, didn't do that. But we both had talked about how what we hoped our marriage would look like in the sense of divorce is not an option. But we both kind of, I think, went in without any expectations of how it would be and that we would just kind of find our groove. We just always said that we we didn't want that. Although there was one expectation, which I don't think that you're noticing, is that the expectation that you set was divorce is not an option. Correct. That yes. was an expectation for you that divorce, Correct. separation, we're going into this and we can work things out. Mm-hmm. And that was the expectation and everything else, let's just, you know... We'll figure it out. Yeah. So that was really our biggest expectation. I think, yeah, that was something that we had. That was really the only thing beforehand that we had initially decided was that you, we don't just, you don't just jump to divorce. It's really nice to hear that you guys had such an open communication. Not a lot of couples do that. What did you guys decide to implement that you learned growing up? And then what cycles did you want to break so that you would be raising your own family in a different way? We try very, very, very hard not to argue or fight in front of our kids Mm -hmm. because both of our parents fought and argued in front of us. My parents got divorced when I was nine, so I was still young, but I'll never forget it. One of my first memories growing up is my mom telling me to duck as she threw a plate at my dad. (laughs) Like, I mean... Just like things like that. Like we really, I we're not perfect. And sometimes we do have arguments in front of our kids and we can see how it affects them. They really, our oldest will try and defend one of us. Like whoever's being the loudest, she defends the other one. <laughs> if she we does are, true, yeah. If we are arguing in front of them. But we, for the most part, we really, really, really try not to argue in front of them and if we do we sit them down mommy and daddy love each other no matter what and we love you and it's okay if grown-ups fight because that's natural if you're not fighting in your relationship I feel like there's something wrong yeah like are you being totally you you because you can't agree on everything no I mean I don't want to marry myself no matter how awesome I am (laughs) but like it just doesn't make for a relationship that really evolves. If you're not willing to have disagreements, but also find solutions for those disagreements or compromise Mm -hmm. for those disagreements. And I think a lot of our expectations for marriage and a lot of, and our relationship and our family 
is because we didn't get married so young and we had had multiple relationships. We had time to grow up. Like we didn't get married until after, like, I mean, it was a week after, but after we graduated college, we, he had gone on a mission. I had gone and I lived in North Carolina in between starting school and finishing school. So we had both had a lot of life experience under our belts so that when we did decide to get married, we we knew like this is it. We are full grown adults. A lot of the expectations and a lot of the things that we went into this marriage with were because we'd already learned a lot. Who tends to listen more and who tends to talk more? Heather's trying to start a fight. <laughs> I'm guessing I'm going to have to bite the bullet and say I talk more. No, I talk she more. She totally talks what? more. He literally has this look on his face where he like doesn't want to be rude or like <laughs> hurt my feelings because he used to just tell me like straight up, you are talking too much. And I, then I would start crying because I'd be like, I just have no one to talk to. And then she's like, all I have to talk to is these little people. They don't respond. <laughs> so now he gets this look on his face or like he gets like this, like he's hearing me, but he's not listening to me look. And I'm, I'm like, am I talking? listening to you. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, am I talking too much? And he goes, yes. <laughs> yes, you, you're talking a lot. And I go, okay. So then I stop talking. And then sometimes he'll be like, but it's fine. Like, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to a spicy question. Ooh, I like spicy. Uh-oh. Okay. What did you think that sex and intimacy would be like before you got married? Before you got married, what did you really think it was going to be like? I thought it would be easy because, you know, TV shows, commercial, like whatever, books, they always make sex seem like it's like this perfect fairy tale and it's so much fun and everything goes as planned and all this. So I walked in like, yes, I'm going to have an orgasm tonight. And that did not happen because it took me a minute to realize women do not necessarily have orgasms until they've had sex for a while. It was quite like the what? I mean, it felt good and fun. <laughs> but until I had an actual orgasm, I didn't realize I wasn't having orgasms. <laughs> Does that make sense? That totally makes like, sense. I thought I was totally like, yeah. And then when it finally happened, I was like, oh, that's an orgasm. <laughs> this is brand new information. <laughs> only a couple of weeks later so it wasn't like it was months or years like some women we lost our virginities on his childhood bed and then above us were the you know like the -the (laughs) glow-in-the-dark stars and like like planets (laughs) like this was his childhood bedroom and his bed was not quiet because he had it (laughs) he'd had it since he was like 13 and I just remember being like, am I doing this right? Is this correct? <laughs> Wait, is this condom on right? Like, I don't, are you, are you okay? And then all of a sudden the alarm started going off. So right as he, you know, entered me, his alarm went off. <laughs> and then I was like, okay. So literally we had sex for 0.25 seconds. And then we went to meet our family. Like that was how we lost our virginity. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's probably 2.5 seconds for most people that first time. Probably, yeah. I'm sure from that first time, it's definitely evolved into something. Oh, yeah. It's 3.5 seconds. Not <laughs> just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding. That is something to brag about, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I'm going to leave. But <laughs> also, can we just talk about every time I say orgasm or anything like that, Jordan's like, is that allowed? <laughs> like, the look on his like face. That. that is awesome. Okay, so to wrap this all up, this has been super fun. To wrap this all up, what would you say would be the three pieces of advice that you would give to your younger selves that has helped you guys grow and evolve as a couple, but that it's what you would say to yourselves when you were just starting out? One, have had those hard conversations, Mm -hmm. even if they make you uncomfortable. So have the uncomfortable conversations. Have the uncomfortable conversations. And have them before you make that commitment. Yeah. Like we had a lot of very uncomfortable conversations before we got married. I always found it easier to have those conversations on drives. We would go on drives. Oh, you still go on drives. We still go on drives. Every Sunday. What are you guys up to? We're going to go for a drive and find Elsa's castle. I'm like, you were literally just left somewhere. It's snowing outside. Why are you leaving? (laughs) Because I need to get out of my house. And I'm like, gas is expensive. No. And I'm so, I need to get out of my house. <laughs> but also, don't have expectations. Yeah. That was it. So number one, have the hard and uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. Number two, don't have expectations on what you think a relationship should look like or a life should look because like. Because if you've never been married before, you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you have... Each person is so different. It's important to have expectations with certain things with your partner. But like when it comes to like what your life is going to look like or anything like that, just go into it with an open mind of everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Sometimes life happens and that's okay. And yeah, that's fine. And then the third one, probably laugh a lot. Mm -hmm. Have a lot of fun because... If you're having a lot of fun and you're laughing in the beginning, that will transpire into your relationship and it'll just become second nature. Mm -hmm. We laugh a lot. And sometimes we are laughing so hard, our kids then start laughing with us. They have no idea what they're laughing about. That's probably the best. But sometimes we also laugh because the other option is to cry. Yeah. The other night he were watching this show. I'm crying and I look over at him and he's also crying. So then we're crying together about like this person who's dying in a show that we're watching. And I look over and I was like, you're crying too? I'm like, I cry to everything, Cynthia. (laughs) (laughs) But also don't be afraid to share those feelings. I saw him cry for the first time when we were just dating. He didn't hide those feelings from me. And... So just, but also laugh, like have a lot of fun, enjoy yourself, keep it light because if you're constantly nagging at each other, fighting, it's not going to work. You never know. It could be a deal breaker. You could share something or it could be something that really needs you to reevaluate something. And there is nothing wrong with that. I think that really what you're going into is a mature relationship. And even if you don't, and you have those conversations later, being open to having those conversations, I think, is what you're saying yeah. as well. Yeah. I literally had friends who've had those uncomfortable conversations and broke off their engagement. They were so embarrassed. And all I can ever think is, you just saved yourself a lifetime of uncomfortable conversations that you can't get past. 
that's true. It is true. Mm-hmm. Jordan, I'm so glad that you were brave enough to come on to our podcast yeah, today. If Cynthia had to say something that something you did brave today, it would probably be being on the podcast. Yeah. I hope that all of you have really enjoyed this, getting to know Cynthia even more, but also hearing the differences that couples have and how really growing and evolving can be exciting and fun and it's an adventure and it is definitely not perfect. If you want to be a couple to come on to the Sex and Motherhood podcast so that we can talk about your culture, your backgrounds, share your story that you feel might inspire other friends and sisters and colleagues, and then please uh, reach out. Reach out on Instagram and uh, send us a DM because we want to hear from you. You just finished another episode of the Sex and Motherhood podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Feeling inspired? Go ahead, rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I want to hear your biggest takeaway. Skip on over to Instagram and leave a comment about your favorite part at sexandmotherhood.podcast. And remember to share with all your sister friends. Meet you here next week.